Thank you and welcome to Missing Pieces. This is Marilyn, your host. And today we're going to finish this episode about uh, psychology, sociology, and the Bible. So now that we're talking about uh, uh, um, Durkheim, who just gave us the four functions of religion, and I'm going to go over them briefly. It, it gives meaning and purpose of life. It reinforces social unity and stability. And it also is an agent for social control and it strengthens social order. And the last one is it is greater for our physical well-being. And I was talking about um, the Netflix series called Live to Be 100. Um, following the blue zones. I never heard what a blue zone was. I didn't even know anything about a blue zone. And it seems like these are areas where people are living healthy, stress-free, uh, peaceful in a community um, where they help one another. And in one of the series, there were a group of women, and I think they were in the Philippines, oh no, Japan. And I did not know that Okinawa was that beautiful. My girlfriend over there did not tell me it was that beautiful. I guess she's waiting for me to come. But there were a group of women in um, Okinawa and they, they, their husbands were all gone. As a matter of fact, the women outlived the men and they made a pact it's just like the golden girls they made a pact that whenever someone needed something they will pull their resources together and they would take care of one another and because of that they bonded with fellowship and friendship and that's what sociology is it is coming together in love and laughter in a community not worrying about your socioeconomic status not worried about whether you're rich or you're poor but they're coming together and they're learning how to love one another don't you know that love can heal anything if you're sick and you have someone that's around you that love you and care for you you're going to be healed love is it's it's a powerful word and Durkheim he felt that religion motivates people to work for positive social change and that's what sociology is it's social change and religion can play a central role in the development of the southern civil rights movement which you know we all know about decades ago and the religion belief it even motivated dr martin luther king jr he was part of a social tile change and he was a pastor a minister and it's not just him it were other civil rights activists who risked their lives to desegregate the south you know there were many black churches in the south and they served as a setting in which the civil rights movement held meetings recruited members and raised money they were in a community of network and they said we need change 
in order to do change, we got to come together in a nonviolent way and express how we feel, what we want, and how we want it. They didn't come out shooting guns, quote unquote, wearing white masks. They came out nonviolent. And I hope I didn't offend someone when I said the white mask. I meant the white sheet. We, we all know what it is. We are grown-ups. We're living in a fallen world. It is what it is. And I hope I didn't lose anybody. But when it comes to sociology and religion, sometimes it can be conflicted, you know, because sometimes the condition may cause a person who lives on the east side or the west side of chicago I don't, I don't know i'm just speaking so let me do a disclaimer you know that could be run down no it's detroit detroit has a lot of rundown houses and they're, they're in poverty and they're being oppressed and they're trying to get out of it but my grandmother always said just because you're living in that area don't mean that you got to have that mindset and there are so many actors and so many activists, whether of color or Caucasian, they have, there are so many people that have lived in poverty, lived in cars, Tyler Perry is one, lived in um, um, unhumane uh, uh, situations, but they came out of it. How? Because they changed the way they were thinking. They did not let their circumstances overrule where they were going because they knew that they had a purpose in life. When you have a purpose in life, you've come out of something that was detrimental that other people could not have gone through. That's a testimony. And that testimony is there to help somebody else. And so people believe that if they endure their suffering, that they will be rewarded in the afterlife. Now, help me, Lord, on that one. Some people have not suffered, and they're with Jesus, okay? Not, God created us in his image. God knew that today I would be doing this segment yes i've gone through some things but i haven't suffered i've been feeling there were times of my life that i felt like i were i was on the isle of patmos like john i, I literally felt like god picked me up placed me here and said you're going to learn and understand why you're going through what you're going through because you're gonna help somebody else. You're gonna take down your hand and you're gonna pull somebody else up. I was on the Isle of Patmos for two and a half years. I didn't know if God heard me or not. I would get up, go through the motions. During COVID, I lived alone because you know, my grand, my, my, my grown-ups had their own place and we all did Zoom. I loved it because we could all see their faces. But after that, it's like I go in my bedroom or go in my living room and I was alone. And I'm like, God, what is going on? I would jump up in the morning and go rush to the grocery store before anybody come with my mask and rush out and come home. 
And then it was moments of loneliness and silence. I'm telling you, my boyfriend was the TV. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have survived. Praying and reading and structuring and coming up with ideas of what to do. And I birthed this podcast in COVID, during COVID. Because I wanted to know or see or feel like I'm helping somebody. And then when you come out of COVID, the podcast has escalated to now people want to see your face. No, you're not going to see my face. I'm not there yet. I'm still old school. I'm not putting makeup on all the day. And so that's a part of sociology. Because when you come against... uh, um, 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 you, when you come against the structure or how life has shifted and you're like, who moved my cheese and you don't flow with them, you're stuck. But then when you read the word of God, you understand that God has you separated for a purpose and a season. You can't do and be what everybody else is. And sociology tells you that Oh, okay. So you are like this and you are a part of this and you are part of this um, economic status, but yet and still you're different. That's what sociology says. Sociology says that you're going to understand your life. You're going to understand social change and you're going to understand social causes and you're gonna understand your human behavior. You're gonna understand why you're not like them. Why you don't dress like them. Why you have your own style. Why you drive your car different. Why you dress different. Why you talk different. Why you talk with a slang. Why you use broken English when you're off from work. That's what I do. Monday through Thursday, I would talk professional. I would use the right etiquette. I would use all my plurals and nouns and and soon as i get home friday through saturday i just let it all hang out because you have to be a certain way for a certain time but then also the bible of god says that you have to show yourself approved and i think it was peter or paul that he says that i became like them so that I could draw them into Christ. And so many people actually believe that their suffering, that they will be re- uh, rewarded in the afterlife. And then there are religious views that would tend to um, blame capitalist class people for their poverty and do nothing about it. And for that reason, Marx said, religion leads the poor to accept their fate and helps maintain their existing system of social inequality. I don't agree with that. Uh, 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 no, no. You can be poor economically, but not poor in the mind. Your mind could be a wealth of knowledge. You can tell a person how to raise greens, how to 
uh, plant seeds to 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 um, uh, feed your family, or get you some chickens and so that you can feed your family and 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 have fresh eggs. And nowadays, it's best to raise your own chickens because now they they're making fake chicken. And I saw that the other day. My daughter went to Giant, brought some chicken, came home, was cleaning it, getting ready to cook it, and she flipped it on the other side and it looked stringy. To me, it looked like a bunch of worms. It didn't look real. My son said, Danielle, and he said some other words, that looked like mm -mm, chicken. And so, so she went live with it on TikTok and everybody chimed in and she cooked it in oil and i'm telling you it melted like plastic we were all shocked that chicken looked horrible the more she cooked it it's making my flesh crawl right now it looked horrible so you can have a poor you can live poor or you be in a lower class economic status but that don't mean that your mind is poor people are coming up with ways on how to survive the chinese been doing it for years fake rice ain't nothing new i i i've, I've even eaten fake rice got me sick jacked up my crones i was sick for months and now I only go to one Chinese place that I trust. I don't dibble and dabble. I don't get in my car and be right. Oh, let's go over there and get some. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. And so I disagree with him with that. Religion does not always have to be a set of poor people. I, I, I disagree with him on that. You know, Marx, well, he was more of a rebel anyway. He's a rebel. And so back in the 1990s, people found that religion, you know, was dealing with the Catholic Church sexual abuse. I'm going to leave that subject alone for the simple fact that when God calls you to become or do to help somebody else and your flesh overrides your purpose, then maybe you need to step aside and just do something else because God knows that we are human and we all have sexual proclivity. And I think I mentioned that in the very first day that I spoke about psychology because it was one of the psychologies, um, psychologists who had a sexual proclivity. He was just a freak and it was Freud. So even the best of us, we're human. Come on, God knows we're human, but to sexually abuse someone because you took a vow or an oath to uh, um, abstain from sex, and yet you see these little kids coming around, and you figured that you can you can you can touch their innocence and not be um, judged by it. That's wrong. Just go to the order and say, "I need to step away from it." 
and be honest with yourself and go get the help that you need instead of covering it up for years and years and years. Now, not all religion shares the same set of beliefs, but I can tell you one thing, in one way or another, all religion is found in all known human societies. It goes back from the days of Thanksgiving up until now. And throughout history, religion continues to be a central part of everybody's society, human experience, and it shapes how we as individual reacts to our environment and how we live. When we don't understand something, we go to God in prayer. God will even open up the mysteries and allow you to tap in to what is to come and what is, and that's the prophetic. I'm not one that prophesy or do things of that nature, but God has tapped, but God has allowed me to tap into mysteries. And there are some things I will never share until God tells me to share them. And so sociologists, they believe that religion is also a part of a belief system and a social institution. And because of that belief system, religion and sociology can shape what people think and how they see the world. I just said that. Because it's not about what you believe, it's how you believe. And so in studying religion and sociology, it is important that you believe religion. I mean, it's not important that you believe religion. Let me rephrase that. You have to be open-minded to understand the ability of what religion can do and what sociology does. And it comes together in a social, cultural context. And sociologists, they are interested in these questions about religion. I found this in Marx, I mean, Durkheim. They want to know how are religion beliefs and factors related to other social factors like race, age, gender, gender, and education. They want to know how is religious institutions organized? They want to know how religion affects social change. And the last thing they want to know, what influence does religion have on other social institutions such as political and educational institution? Now, I want to know that answer because sometimes I be wondering how in the Sam Hill people who are in politics, whether it's independence, Republican or Democrat, how can you go and you run for office and you believe in God, but yet you still oppress your people? How can you do that? It don't matter what politics, what, where you are in whatever, especially Florida and West Virginia and Texas, how can you, you, you go before God and you worship him and you, you, you're seen coming out of church and you're seen worshiping and, and, and holding the Bible. And then you go 
and you oppress the people that you're supposed to be taking care of. Now, I understand that we have to do on our own, and this is part of the environment. This is when the environment of sociology and the psychology, the mind comes in. You got to have a mind to not think that you're oppressed, even while you're oppressed. You got to go and you got to read the Bible and you got to understand that all things work together for the good of those and that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that God is going to lift up a standard around us all and protect us. You got to believe in these things. And that's what they want to know. They want to know that how in the world does sociology and the study of religion coincide with individual groups and society. And that how come religion can be so intense and consistent in the practices of persons or groups of people of faith? You know what? People of faith are going to be taken care of. God is going to take care of his people. God is going to renew the mind daily. That's why I tell people when I'm counseling, today is today. Don't even worry about what tomorrow is going to bring because you don't know. You may write your um in your in your book like I do what I have to do for tomorrow. Boom, boom, boom. This time, this time, this time, this time. But you don't know how the state of mind you're going to be when tomorrow comes to deal with those things. So if you're in a funk today, you go home. You do what you got to do. You go home, take a shower, look at TV, listen to some music or whatever. Whatever music floats your boat. I love all music. And you thank God for another day and you get up tomorrow in the right mind. You don't get up the next day as you did the day before. You ask God to renew your mind daily because society will tell you you're in a funk. You're going to stay that way. And the enemy will come in and he will he will pounce on that. And you're all jacked up trying to figure out what you're going to do. And so there are so many religious beliefs and religious organizations, and there are so many religious services. Find your place. I say all of that to close out this series is that we as a people, when you get an understanding of who you are, what your purpose is in life, and you walk with God daily, you're going to understand humankind and you're going to understand divine authority. You're going to understand that We have been placed on this earth to make a difference. Sometimes it's okay to receive those monetary rewards. But if you're an able body and you can work and you can go to school, find your place. If you are a chef and you love to cook, cook and give to the homeless. God says in his word that that what you do to Uh, them you do to him, to the least of them. If you are a barber 
and you're not doing anything and you see homeless people or somebody, go cut their hair. Of course they're going to have a body order. Of course they are. Wear your mask. But you would have done something good for society. And then there's a group of people that the enemy just want to keep in bondage. And this series is meant to tell you all that your mind can be renewed when it comes to psychology. And when you understand that and you take the sociology of where you are and where you are in your environment, where you're living, what you're doing, what you're not doing, then you can better yourself because that's all God wants. He's, if you're one of the ones that you got to see it to believe it, then believe it. But sociology and psychology are intertwined together because it's the renewing of the mind and it's the part of social change. You can do social change when you renew your mind and you rethink things over and you change the way you think. Because like I tell my grownups, you can help anybody all day long, but only God can change the mind of a person. He can only, only God can change the heart. And when he see that you want your heart to be changed, the way you're thinking, the way you're acting, where you're living, your purpose in life, he, he can just do it just like that. He did it with me. I'm an ex-crackhead, an ex-druggie, an ex-felon. I've been to three prisons, three jails and one prison because I had an addiction and now I'm addicted to Christ. I'm addicted to helping other people to live a normal change. That's why missing pieces is called what it is. I'm helping you to put that missing piece of the puzzle together so you can live a wholesome life and that you can live it in Christ. Time is winding up. God is coming back. We don't know when, but we hear it all the time. We're dealing with climate change. We're dealing with floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and it's going to get worse and we don't even know what the winter is going to be like and now they're telling us COVID is back but to me my God told me it never left and you got to use wisdom when you're getting vaccination you got to see God on everything if it's not for you and you live a healthy life and you, you you wash your hands every day and you when you come home, you take your clothes off at your door and you immediately put them in the, in the wash machine and, 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 and you don't shake hands or you don't hug. And it's not that you're being disrespectful. You're trying to live. God will give you the common sense and the renewing of your mind. But if your mind is all frazzled and you can't understand, you're not going to be able to hear. COVID never left and use common sense. And you ask God whether or not you're supposed to take your shots. I take my flu shots every September and I take it without the egg because if I take the flu shot with egg, I get sick. You got to ask your doctor whenever you, if you, if you ask your doctor, what was the flu shot that I had? Did it have egg in it? And if you knew it had egg in it and it made you sick, then you get the flu shot without the egg. 
The egg means it's a human embryo. It's a part of someone else's fetus. It's something else. And I cannot take a flu shot with someone else's egg in it. I can't do it because it was not meant for me to have it. RSV. You got to ask your doctor. And then after you ask your doctor, you ask God, should I take it? Have you ever gone to the store and you put your hand on something you was going to buy it and the Holy Spirit said, nope, don't take that. And you go and you get the one behind it. You don't know why. So thank you for listening to this series called Psychology, Sociology, and the Bible. I hope this has blessed someone. You can listen to this on my podcast. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Amazon, Google, um, Pocket Cast, and I'm forgetting another one, Apple. It's going to be posted. And I guarantee you, I will be back every week, I promise, with something new to talk about. I don't know what the new series is going to be, if it's going to be a series, but I want to know that you are blessed and you are highly favored. And may the Lord bless you going out and coming in. And may he open up the windows of heaven and shower you with the blessing that will overtake you. And when he overtakes you with the blessing, bring somebody else up with you. Bye.